Here's to the creative ones, the daydreamers and romantics, the dream makers, the risk takers, the fierce movers and the shakers, the mothers busting out of cubicles to make family life more beautiful. They are the happy ones, the gutsy ones who venture to a better future. They are the smarter ones who stop procrastination. They are the brighter ones armed with education. And while you may question their reality, call them pipe dreamers and irresponsible, their inner strength is powerful, which makes their drive unstoppable. And while some may see them as just creative or hopelessly romantic, we see passion. Because the people who are passionate enough to dream they can love their life are the ones who do. So good evening, everyone. Cindy here again. I will be one of your hosts tonight. It's going to be me and Angie. And I want to welcome all of you to our live Wet Tech Talk Roundtable virtual networking discussion. So tonight's topic is, again, is all about networking and promoting your own businesses. So I would like to introduce myself first. By the way, my name is Cindy Valerio, and I'm a graduate of the CWEB course back in November 2018. I have been planning weddings and events for three years now, and you know, I finally just started my humble wedding and event planning business beginning of February this year, when the pandemic just all hit. The name of my business is Global High Events, and please do follow me on Instagram and Facebook. And my website is still under construction, and that is all for me. And I would like to introduce me, Angie. Hi, my name's Nayanji. I own Alora Bay Weddings and Events in Sacramento, California. Um, we do weddings, baby showers, quinceañeras, debuts, all of that. Um, I graduated from the CWEP course back in 2016, and I've been slowly going through my master class program, slowly but surely. Um, yeah, so I'm very excited to meet. I've seen some new faces and a lot of familiar faces. Thank you guys for always sticking around. Um, be sure to put all of your social media accounts into the chat so that we can all follow each other if you're not following already. Um, and then we can just go around the room and the rest of you can introduce yourselves. So we can start with Elena. Hi everyone, good to see you again. Um, I'm the owner of Guardian Angel Event Planning, and I've been, I've been um, working in South of California for around 10 years now. Um, I'm working, uh, um, getting the master class as well. Uh, I'm doing more weddings than uh, other events, but I have been doing also quinceañeras, baby showers of kind of events. Um, and, um, I'm trying to see how this kind of come after the pandemic to see how can we do. Um, and Elena, you brought one of your vendors today. Yes, I have Mindy with us, Mindy Tingwell. She is a hairstylist. Go ahead, Mindy, uh, and talk about yourself and your business, please. Hi. Introduce yourself. Did I unmute? I think yes, I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, hi, I'm Mindy. Um, my company or my business name is Bows and Arrow Hair. 
and um, I'm in a salon full time, but I started wedding hairstyling in 2018. And um, I don't do makeup, I only do hair. Um, <laughs> a lot of people ask that. <laughs> and um, yeah, all my 2020 weddings got postponed. I'm sure everybody's has. Um, so I'm not really anxious in, um, to start booking again for 2020. It's still kind of weird and up in the air. I'm getting inquiries all the time and still talking to you know, brides and couples and whatnot, but I'm probably going to start marketing and like gearing more towards 2021. So I think that, I think next year is going to be really exciting actually. So yeah, glad to meet you. Have any, um, do you have any tips or pointers on what people can do right now to soak up their time in between going back into um, having events and before being super busy? What have you been doing? Yeah. Um, just practicing. I mean, my dolly and I have like become <laughs> BFFs these past couple months. <laughs> She's like my favorite client. She's super grateful. <laughs> um, yeah. And just actually um, meeting new vendors these past couple months has been really kind of nice um, because you d I don't get, or I'm sure we, most of us don't get a ton of like one-on-one -on -one time or, um, you know, I usually just like maybe get an email here and there from, um, a photographer or whatnot, but I don't get a lot, like as a hair stylist or, you know, maybe the beauty team or whatever, we don't get a lot of contact with the other vendors a lot. So that's been nice. And I've been trying to do a lot of chats with, um, other vendors and whatnot. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and do you have any advice for the wedding planners on call um, and what we can do to make your life easier when bringing you clients? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. That's a good question. Um, I just appreciate when uh, planners and other vendors include me. <laughs> I feel a lot of times, um, because we're not part of the actual wedding per se, or, you know, the actual event when it's happening. Um, sometimes we got, we get forgotten. <laughs> um, even though we are the start of the day, mm -hmm. um, I'm just happy to be included in an email, like with other vendors. And, you know, if I get pictures um, from a photographer, it's like, Ooh, surprise gift. They, they knew that I, you know, I was a part of it too. So, I mean, I try my best to reach out, um, and get their information from the couples, um, for the vendors. Cause, um, I mean, I like to be involved with the vendors as much as I possibly can. I think it's important, um, because it helps me kind of know what, uh, the theme is and what the feel and, um, so yeah, I think that's all important. I think all of us like play such a big role in the wedding, even if it's just like the smallest little thing, you know, like I like to know what their invitations look like, you know, might not have anything to do with how I'm going to style their hair, but um, as much as I can know about their wedding and their vibe and all that kind of stuff, um, their personality, it, it helps me create a better relationship um, because a lot of times I'm with them sometimes up to five hours in the morning. So, yeah. Good to know. Well, I Do you have any samples of your work for, for, uh, to show us today? 
samples. Um, mm -hmm. This is just one that I've been working on today. She's not done. <laughs> but, um, yeah, she's just got simple rope braids um, that I was going to finish and just kind of twist up. Um, yeah, I was going to finish her today, just like into like a little simple bun. But my style is um, like more boho feel, classic. Um, like I do a lot of braiding, you know, the girls, um, the brides want braids and, um, you know, flower crowns and really soft. And I think now moving forward, um, I don't think it's going to be, I don't, I mean, I could be wrong, but I feel like things are going to be a lot more simple, you know, moving forward, um, not as extravagant, maybe not as um, flashy. So I think people are going to be very um, simple styled. That's just my prediction. And do you travel? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. Um, traveled. So how far have I traveled? Mm -hmm. Um, probably. So I'm in Orange County. Um, and probably the farthest I've gone so far, um, like Joshua Tree. I do a lot in Joshua Tree. Um, I like to stay more local, <laughs> um, but I'll, I'll go anywhere in Southern California. Yeah. Thanks for taking time to come in today and give us some pointers on all things on the hair side of the weddings. Cause that's tends to, I've noticed tends to be overlooked by some people, but mm -hmm. it's to the bride. That's one of the most important things, making sure that her hair looks right and it looks well with her dress and the makeup style that she's doing and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd love to hear any questions or things that I could do better too from any of the vendors too. I'm always open for suggestions or, you know, anything like that too. I have one question though. Um, can you guys hear me? I'm not so sure. Yeah. 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 So how long does it take just for one, let's say one bride, bridesmaid or a bride? How long does it take to do their hair? Yeah. So, um, I try to keep each bridesmaid, um, at 45 minutes. I try to give myself 45 minutes for anyone that's not a bride. Um, Sometimes it could be more, sometimes it could be less, but that's usually what I schedule out. And I usually schedule out um, anywhere between an hour and an hour and a half for the bride. Um, I do recommend a trial with all my brides. It might be something, I don't know. I know some hairstylists that um, will not book a bride without booking a trial first. Um, I have a lot of out of town brides, so that's not always something that they can do. They don't live in California. So I don't really make it a requirement. Um, but I th think I am going to start doing more like zoom calls. Um, cause it is important for me to see their hair. And, um, you know, a lot of people or a lot of brides will say, Oh, my hair's super easy. You know, I just want like a simple bun. It, you know, my hair is really easy to do. Well, I mean, yeah, if you just throw it up like this, <laughs> but if you want it to last like the entire day, um, a simple bun can sometimes take up to an hour. So, um, yes, if it's, if it's a party of like five, I could be with them six to seven hours, like with hair and makeup in the room at the same time. 
Um, I don't know if we're going to see large bridal parties like that, um, you know, for a while. Um, but yeah, depending on, on how much hair they have, the length of hair and the style that they're going for, that's, it's all important to do a really good consultation for me to do a really good consultation with them. So I know what I'm getting myself into. Elena, <laughs> um, I know you have another vendor. Yes, she is trying right now. I saw her came in and it gets out right away. She says she's having trouble. Um, her Zoom is, is, um, is crashing all the time. So she's trying right now to get in. She might have to just restart, like close everything down and restart it. So I've seen her come in and leave and then come in yes. again and leave. Yes. Um, but for now, is there any questions for Mindy, Brian? Yeah, I had a, can, can you guys hear me? Yes. I had a question for you, Mindy. Have you ever done an actual trial with a, with a working with her because of some conflict or uh, uh, yeah, conflict or uh, personality difference? Mm, not when we meet at the trial. Usually, I, I'm a pretty, I mean, I've been doing hair for about 20 years, <laughs> so sure. I feel like I'm a pretty good judge um, if we're going to click or not. Usually, right. like within the first email, you can, <laughs> you can kind of tell um, just how they were things, um, but um, yeah, I mean, I've definitely turned people down because I knew that we weren't going to be a good fit, so okay. Yeah, I, I don't have a problem with that because I feel like it's a disservice for me to go ahead and book them. Um, and I try to recommend somebody if I know someone that I think would be a good fit for them because they need to be happy. Yeah. And I don't want to stress out. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah. She's strong. <laughs> Is there any any questions for maybe questions? Low sound, Selena. Okay, well then while um, your other vendor comes in, we can go around the rest of the room. So Brian, since you've kind of stepped in a little bit, we can start with you. I'm on stage. Uh, let's see here. My name is Brian Kelm from Brian Kelm Productions. I uh, just completed the CMP program recently. I did my first presentation through Wed Talks uh, two weeks ago about the science of value. Uh, coming up in September, I'll be 28 years full time in this business, uh, specializing in uh, weddings and corporate. Um, lots of personalization. Um, I know the couple's love story and all their family members. Everything I do is from a production and uh, a theater point of view. Um, Everything has a beginning, middle, and end with a wedding, and uh, to create uh, those moments, um, everything is broken down into individual pieces, and uh, we're about reactions. We're about emotions, and how do we get that out of everybody? Um, a bride and groom's love story is personal to them and exclusive, and it should be conveyed. And I don't, we have, we, everybody that, that is a wedding professional has an abundance of information at our, at our fingertips, but... Uh, you know, what, do, what, do, what are guests moved by? What are they emotionally, what do they leave knowing about the bride and groom that they didn't know before they got there? And that's what I tap into. 
all my businesses, word of mouth referrals. I've done over, done over 800 weddings. Um, this whole COVID-19 thing, um, you know, I've talked, I've talked to, I've never, I haven't had any cancellations from brides and grooms. They've all been uh, rescheduling, but I think that there's a very key piece of information um, about relationships when it comes to rescheduling and um, canceling. Because when, when people found out and they had to contend with whether they're going to keep their wedding date or whether they're going to reschedule, they're looking at all the professionals to be like, hmm, is this somebody that we can live without? Is this somebody that is really going to be imperative to the success of our wedding? And I think that whether or not they're thinking of it, I think it's, um, it's very important that we all, we all have very strong relationships with our couples. And now is the time for all of us to up the ante a little bit because a lot of people are retracting from their efforts because they're scared. And um, my, my thoughts about this whole pandemic is that I, I don't waver. I just keep pushing forward. And um, doubling down on everything that you can possibly learn at this time, I think is the best advice I can give. There's more videos and more training that are, that's at our fingertips right now than we could possibly look at in one day. And uh, yeah, there's just so much out there. So why not go for it? We have the time. Why not come out so far ahead as we move past this thing? So, there we go. <laughs> Thank you, Brian. It's always good to hear from you. Yeah, see? you too. Positiveness. Okay, let's see. Uh, Elena, I think your other vendor was able to come in. Yes, I see Kaylee. Kaylee, um, I see her. She's here, but I think she's having trouble with her video. Um, but I told her she can still talk to us. Hi, Kaylee. Can you please uh, introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Kaylee. I'm a wedding venue in Joshua Tree. Can you guys hear me okay? Yes, go ahead. Yeah, yeah I said, my name's Kaylee. I own a wedding venue in Joshua Tree. Uh, how many weddings do you normally do a year? Do you know? We actually haven't done any since I took over the business because we all rescheduled due to COVID. Our we can't hear you. I think you might be covering the microphone. Me now? Yes. That's... Can you guys hear me okay? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, we haven't had any weddings since I took over the property in the fall. Um, but next year we have about nine to 10 scheduled. We were going to have weddings this spring, obviously, but they all have pushed to next year or the following. And do you offer like catering or is it just the venue space? We offer a lot of things, but catering is not one of those things that we offer. What all do you offer? Um, so we basically offer accommodations for up to eight people. We offer various indoor and outdoor spaces. We do have a rentals list where couples can rent from us. We have a bar, um, but we don't do catering, but they can basically rent pretty much anything else from us that they would need in terms of event rentals. And we also have all-inclusive packages where we plan everything for 25 guests or less or 10 guests or less. 
Um, what's the biggest event or the biggest guest count that you can accommodate? Uh, we can accommodate 110 with the permit that we have from San Bernardino County. Perfect. What are some of the questions that you get? Like when you, when a bride comes and they're looking to book, what are some of the things that you go over? Um, and then do they normally have a wedding planner with them or have you seen more uh, bridal couples come in alone? What is your, what's the process on your end? I would say about 90% of the time because booking a venue is the very first thing you do. They are alone because they haven't even hired a planner yet. Most times couples secure the venue before they secure planning. And a lot of couples these days are only using, they, they book us and they only use a day of coordinator and they don't have a planner the whole time. So a lot of them just rely on us to help them plan or they use, we have like a very extensive preferred vendor list. They basically just go down my vendor list and plan um, so a lot of them haven't had to use planners. It's not that we don't want them to have planners. Of course, we require that they have one the day of the event. But that's more of the trend that I'm seeing. It's only been a handful of times, like I can count them on my one hand, that I was reached out to by a wedding planner and not by the couple. And I've had thousands and thousands of inquiries since we took over the business. So it's a very small percentage where the planner is coming to me directly. Does anyone have any questions for Callie regarding venues or booking or anything like that? Um, I'll ask her something. Um, do, do you have um, a bridal suite on site? We're actually remodeling our place so that we can have a bridal suite now. Um, prior to that, we had two hotel rooms and then they would use one of the hotel rooms as the bridal suite. Mm -hmm. But now we're going to be remodeling our upstairs bedrooms so that that can become a bridal suite. And then we also offer the brides to use our ballroom prior to the wedding for their getting ready photos. So they have an array of rooms that they can pick from. Oh, that's cool. Thanks. Yeah. I want to show you a few pictures of her place. See if you guys can see this is yeah you can just go to sacred sands mm -hmm. you can go to sacredsands.com and click events and then you can see photos of our weddings some picture for her place it's a really cute place <laughs> <laughs> thanks elena um, what are some things as a wedding planner uh, that we can do to make your life easier? We're not there when the clients book with you, but like throughout the process after they realize they need to what are some of the things that we should look out for um, to make your life easier? Kaylee, can you hear? Yeah, sorry, was that a question for me or was that for everybody? Yeah, no, it was for you. <laughs> oh, so what, so what the vendors do to make it easier for the planners? Is that uh, what you vice, asked? Vice versa. So what can the planners do to make the lives easier of the vendors and what oh, uh, or the venue itself? Man, I think the, the number one thing that I feel like they need help with is understanding the contract and the terms of the contract because um, it was really difficult to deal with couples during the COVID-19 crisis with them just not understanding the contract. So a lot of times I'd say, do you have a planner that you work with so that the planner could kind of help them understand the contract? Um, I think another thing that really helps is to have really clear, specific design meetings ahead of time. 
and have them nail down their guest count as quickly as they can and just have help them stay on terms with their payment because there's a lot of couples that I have to keep just pounding them for payment and it's really annoying. <laughs> but if you have a planner involved, then the plan, and there's so much to do when you plan your own wedding. I plan my own wedding and it's extremely complicated. So I know how complicated it can be firsthand. But if you have someone there to hold the couple's hands and gently remind them when they've come up to payment dates or other types of deadlines, I think that would be really helpful because the venue spends so much time just hassling them for like, well, can, I, can you sign your contract, please? Can I please get your save the date deposit? I don't have your credit card yet for your rooms. And you just feel like you're hounding them because no one's there to help them realize their deadlines but you. That's really good to know because I, I feel like that does happen a lot. <laughs> yeah. And I get it because they're paying like 10 to 15 different vendors. So it's hard to keep the payment terms all straight. Yes. It's super important for the wedding planner to be on track with the budget management and all of the vendor payments, even though you don't, you almost don't want to cross those boundaries, but you kind of have to, cause that's what you're there for. And it's just a little reminder. Um, and then what are you doing right now for those that have had to postpone or have you to have to deal with it so far? What is your contract cover and are you accepting people to cancel at this point because they have to or how is your no venue? one's actually I've gotten lucky that no one's actually asked to cancel everyone's just asked to postpone so I basically just postponed them to whatever date that they wanted to postpone to without a penalty I didn't charge like a change fee I know some venues are charging like penalty fees for changing dates and stuff like that for the first postponement I'm just letting them change it without any strings attached and then if they postpone again, then at that point, if that happens, I hope it doesn't, I might be charging them a postponement fee then. Because basically, if they take a weekend, it means I'm not going to make that money. So in a sense, I'm giving them 50% off by moving their date. Because that date is gone now. So even the dates that I've already moved, I've gotten a ton of inquiries on dates that I've had to move that now I'm not going to get those three weddings. So I know everyone's dealing with it differently, but that's how we've been doing it. And in terms of our contract, we had like a very clear force majeure clause that was basically said even in the event of a pandemic, like we don't really have to reschedule your wedding, but we will do it at our discretion. So I haven't had to get that nitty gritty with my clients where I had to call them out on that, but I just, I've been trying to be really accommodating to them because I know how stressful that can be to lose your date last minute and have to redo all your travel, reschedule all your vendors because most of my um, couples are it's a destination venue. So most of my couples are flying in, driving in, or they have family that are doing either or both. Does anyone else have anything to add or ask? Yeah, I got a question, uh, Kelly. This is uh, Brian. When you created your preferred vendors list, how did you create that? Was that created from previous experience of professionals or a pay to play thing? Or how did you create that? So there's not a whole lot of pay to play up here in the high desert. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's a lot of just like uh, you help each other out type situation. There's no like kickbacks here or anything like that. Unfortunately, I did try to go that route because that's more how I'm used to working being from Los Angeles. But um, what I did was I planned my own Joshua Tree wedding here. So I came across a lot of vendors just planning my own wedding. So it was a compilation of my experience planning my own wedding here. And also I got preferred vendor lists from the previous owner. So it was like my vendors that I had found, their vendors. And then the longer I've lived here, because now we've been in business from August through now, 
I keep finding more vendors and more vendors and I continue to update the list. And a lot of the vendors I just find on Instagram or I find them just through Googling or it's like word of mouth. But now my list is like incredibly long. I have a lot of different categories um, just to help people. I have everything from like catering down to like your insurance options, your transportation options. I even have like a seamstress I like. So I really try to hit every single category of what they could possibly need. And all of my couples, my nine couples that I have so far um, have said that they haven't had to go off my list to plan. So if you have a really good preferred vendors list, it's a, it's a good selling point, but I don't give it away for free either. They only get my list if they've booked with me. That's awesome. Now, uh, given all the people that you've ran across, have you been, have you had to kind of, um, I don't know, distinguish them or so there's not just a laundry list of people, you know, so you kind of, uh, have them based on different budget levels or priority. Levels. Yeah. So what I do is I kind of list them in order of my favorites. And then I have another list for people that are on a budget. I basically asterisk all the most like inexpensive options so that they can just plan going off of my, like my, my, my list that kind of narrows it down for them. So it just depends on what their budget is. Only a couple people have asked me for my narrowed down list, but I I do have that just because some people can barely afford to have their wedding there. So I'm trying to just help them save money uh, throughout the process. Now, like you have a preferred vendor list, you have a blacklist. I know there's a lot of venues out here in Sacramento that are, have like a blacklisted group of people. And if you do, what are some of the things that you look for when you don't want to have a vendor back? So I only have a couple and it's more just from word of mouth. And I never tell those people specifically not to go to those people because I really believe in karma. You know what I mean? But if for some reason a couple was like, I'm going to go to this X, Y, and Z vendor that I know is not to be trusted, then I would say something. But I actually haven't been in that position yet, luckily, because there's very few vendors that I've come across where they're not to be trusted. Now, now on your experience, Kelly, what would get them on the, I, I guess, uh, categorically, what would put them on a blacklist fast would it be location or collaboration or just... Uh... Uh, let's see here lack of performance for what they're there to do well for me because like I said I can tolerate a lot of people yeah. I'm, I, I do believe in karma and I don't want to like have anything come back bad, badly on myself or my venue is like the only people that I don't work with are people that I know have like stolen money or done like really oh. shady things <laughs> okay because um, right. up in the high desert there is like an element of shadiness that you gotta watch out for here so I just happen to know a couple of people that you should avoid that I've never even met, but wow. that's about it. Okay. I think the biggest ones that I've had to deal with with venues is catering because a caterer will show up and they have either no license or they've traveled with the food at the wrong temperature and they're putting all of the guests at risk. And it's so easy for the planner or to, for the, the client to blame the venue for everything they're either going to blame the planner or they're going to blame the venue. They almost never bl like blame anybody else. So that's one of the biggest ones that I've seen. I want to see if that was common in your end, but maybe not yet. Hopefully not ever. <laughs> oh yeah. I hope not. Okay. Anything else to add? From me? No, I think I'm good. Okay, perfect. So uh, Teresa, let's hear from you. Hi, my name is Travisia Nolte, and I'm a new student. So I've been here for 
two, almost two months. I've done weddings in the past. I've either helped somebody with it. Um, the last one that I did encouraged me to the utmost to go and get my license because all the work that I did, it wasn't worth it. I wasn't paid enough for it. I was asked up for the last minute. Um, even issues with the hotel that I had to, cause I wasn't supposed to be in that part, but she asked for me to help. And then I was like, well, did you make your deposit? And you gave her numbers before you sent out invitations. So a lot of stuff that I really didn't understand in detail because I was just doing it to help people because I like to do it. Now it gave me the urgency to want to get the know-how, the knowledge and to understand why I'm doing it, why things are done the way that they are. So I'm excited. <laughs> I'm nervous, but I'm excited. <laughs> yes. And where are you located? I'm in San Diego. Okay. Well, you've got some connections here. Got some other South Southern California people. True. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to write down the emails and stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, do you think that it's best to have the Instagram? I don't have Instagram. I've got enough stuff, but I notice a lot of people are using Instagram. Is that a good idea to have it? Yes, it is. It is. It's a free social media. You know, you can put um, free marketing, advertising for your own business. So it's a really good tool. So I suggest that you use all the free tools like um, Instagram, Facebook page, you know, Twitter and Pinterest. Yeah. Okay. There's a there's almost a social media for every demographic. So Instagram, you'll locate all of your millennials, Gen X, or Gen Z, oh. whatever it is. I don't even know. And then there's Facebook. You kind of have a mix of millennials and um, and up until people in their 50s, 60s, because that's how they're getting connected with their families. And um, of course, having a website that's a little bit more on the professional side, so that you have that backup and then Pinterest is just good for your clients coming in because you can create mood boards and um, you know also post pictures of your own work but I don't recommend posting your own work on Pinterest because people steal it all the time yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I have an Instagram and it's definitely gotten me connected with a lot of people although I should be posting way more I think my last post was back in November for a charity event that my company did but um yeah, Sydney can tell you all about Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do have my name already, and I applied for my business license and my LLC. I did that part because I've always had the always had the name that I wanted. It's Infinite Impressions, so I already did that part. So now I just got to do the work. <laughs> yes, it's all in time. Okay, is there anything else that you wanted to add or ask anybody? No. <laughs> okay. Well, if you think of something, we're still all here. Okay. Um, let's see. Kara V, you want to talk about yourself a little bit, where you're from, uh, name of your business, all that jazz. Kara V, are you here? Can you hear us? How about we skip? Okay. I think she's. Are you ready, Karavi? Do you want to share about you a little bit? 
or no? Yes or no? <laughs> While she gets her audio working, um, let's go to Linda. Okay. I can hear the audio is working. <laughs> I can hear the birds singing. Well, I, I could talk about Kara V, you know, if she needs an introduction, you know, that's not a big deal for me. <laughs> I, did, I did, uh, I did CWEP with her for the second time and, uh, just an awesome person that uh, would light up an audience and, uh, light up a group of people when we're having discussion time and stuff. So, uh, very, very cool to see her succeed, uh, in the, the program. So, yeah, for, Yes, she's a very good worker. We uh, worked with her on a couple of uh, Kevin Lee internships, yep. and she's really good. And and just when she talks about weddings and what's available and idea generation and creativity, just seeing her light up is amazing. <laughs> Trying to get back in. I think you got disconnected. Okay, V, can you hear us? All right. Hi, can you guys hear me? I'm so sorry. That's all right. We got you now. <laughs> well, Brian, firstly, thank you for your kind words. I heard you, but I was trying to reconnect and like unmute myself, but I couldn't get through. So <laughs> thanks, Brian, for that. Very welcome. <laughs> so, hey, guys, I hope you guys are doing great. And uh, yeah, I'm in Texas, same place, Longview. And uh, Things are getting better here, like slowly the economies, I guess they're opening up. So, yeah. And uh, yeah, I, uh, well, uh, like Brian said, I did my CWEP uh, with Brian and a uh, few other cool uh, classmates of ours uh, in 2019. And uh, currently I'm doing freelance. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I haven't. Uh, well, to start up my own business. Well, I'm getting all the hints from all over the place to start up my own thing, but <laughs> I'm just taking it slow, like, you know, but I think this is, this time, like, being quarantine, quarantine is, like, giving me, uh, like, a boost that I needed, maybe, I guess, so, yeah, I think I'm very, at the very start of it. Yeah, You're cutting out just a little bit. Yeah, can you hear me? Yes. Okay, I'm sorry. I think that's bad network here. But uh, yeah, so I think I'm uh, on the edge of like, you know, starting of my own. So let's hope for the best and let's see how things turn out. Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure if you were here earlier in the meeting, but we do have Mindy, who's a hairstylist, and um, Callie, who owns a venue. Do you have any questions for either of them? Oh, really? Uh, okay, so uh, firstly, where are you based? I'm sorry, I missed that uh, early part of the meeting, I believe, so. I'm in Southern California. Okay, uh, so you do uh, just for Southern California, or do you travel to, like, in Texas? Or Because I'm based in Texas, so right. I'm looking forward to, like, you know, or if you have any uh, good, like, uh, sister companies or any recommendations that can help here in Texas near Dallas or Houston or Austin should also do good so no none at all okay. <laughs> I don't know anybody out in Texas sorry <laughs> but if anybody wants to fly me out to do their hair I'd be more than happy to <laughs> sure. 
And anytime you're in SoCal, just come see me. <laughs> oh, yes, I've been there. I can't wait to come down there again. But yeah. <laughs> maybe after a little break. So. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. That's cool. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Kara V. Um, let's Thanks. see here. Kiana? Hello. So um, my name is Kiana, and I'm from Southern California. Um, I'm a new student to this class. I'm not a wedding planner, or I'm trying to be. So this is all new for me. So it's all interesting. But I'm only, I've only been here for a couple months. So yeah. And what are your career goals? Are you looking to like open up your own business? Do you want to work at a specific uh, company or venue? Or are you still just kind of just trying to decide as you go through the course? Um, at first, I wanted to open my own business, but right now I'm still like trying to see like what else I can do with it because there's so many different options. But initially, it's to start my own business, but I'm still deciding. Okay. Well, it's still early on. You'll definitely have more of an idea as time goes by and the more you learn. You also meet a lot of a lot of people and yeah. almost everyone will tell you that it's <laughs> they enjoy working for themselves. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I've heard so far, so. <laughs> and do you have any specific questions for anyone on the call? Um, no, not, not any I can think of right now. So. I just brought on the chat a, um, the name of a video that I saw, um, I mean, from a webinar that I saw yesterday. It's about prevention and protocol from COVID-19, um, whatever they think in um, the venues and different places you need to use from now on. So I think it's gonna be really good if you guys can see it. I don't have exactly the address, but that's the name of the video if you guys wanna see it. It's really good information. Perfect, yes. Mm -hmm. I think that would be really good for everyone to tune in on. We got your email earlier that you sent to Cindy, so thank you if for that. Good. If we if we can find the URL to that COVID nineteen video, could we put that in the uh, the squad uh, page for yeah, tonight's let me meeting? Yeah, see if I can. I think that I might have it in my email. I was trying to get it, but I couldn't find exactly one. So that's why I just typed the name of it. Here you go. I got it. Got it. Just, as a, just as a point of reference, there also the one. There you go. There she got it. Perfect. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. All right. So it's in the chat now. Everybody can copy it. Um, and does anyone have advice for Kiana since she's new to the industry and absorbing right now? Yeah, Kiana, I got a question for you. Um, what is one thing you're doing right now to get yourself out of your comfort zone this video right now <laughs> okay. talking to all of you guys because i have no experience with um, planning weddings at all so it's interesting okay. that i'm talking to you guys and hearing you guys talk about this stuff so okay. this is one thing i'm doing okay we a lot of a lot of stepping out of your comfort certain comfort zone starting out yeah. So I don't know much about the program that everybody went through. Is it is it uh, just to be a planner or to be any type of vendor in the wedding industry? 
So um, our most popular course is the Certified Wedding and Event Planning course. We offer floral design courses, event design. Um, we have History of Bridal Fashion Event Law, which is really good for anyone in the industry. Mm. Um, we also are partnered with Ed2Go and they offer a ton of other courses and there's like a catering one. Um, corporate events. Yeah, corporate event planning, green planning. Um, business law. Business, yeah, event law. And then we have uh, Preston Bailey Signature Wedding and Event Design. We have a charity and fundraising and uh, fashion show production. There's a ton of courses. It's not for everyone in the industry, but we do have a lot of the um, wedding and event side. And then we have a new course coming up this summer. It's called Destination Wedding. So, yeah. We still have like a lot of courses coming up this year or maybe next year. Mm -hmm. uh, I have a question. Yeah. What, what's offered more in the master's program? What's the difference in the master's program? So the master class program offers, it's, it's a mixture of all of those courses or all of the core ones. So it's um, certified wedding and event planning, signature wedding and event design, corporate event planning, event, or uh, sorry, event history law. of bridal fashion, event law, and then you can choose two electives. A lot of people normally will choose the floral design as electives, but you can do like fashion show production or uh, charity events. Um, probably when we roll out the destination weddings, that might be an elective option as well. Um, yeah, there's, it's just a combination of all the courses. That way you're fully like well-rounded and you can take on whatever services because it's good to know the information. A lot of the times an event planner will hire a designer, they'll hire, you know, a, a lawyer or, you know, but it's good to have the knowledge in there so that you can guide them if not offering the service yourself. I think it's also good for somebody that wants more yeah, right. on a higher level. Um, oh, okay. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, all the way up. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, like, Brian can talk about the certification for Master Wedding and Event Planner because he's a graduate of the Master Class program. So, Brian? Well, it's uh, after I got CWEP uh, back in 2011, the first time, and then I did uh, the Green Wedding Planning course, you know, I was like, okay, this is cool. But it's like eventually it came around where I wanted more. And, uh, you know, you go away from it a little bit, you're out there in the world, and I'm just like, I want more. And so I went through the approval process, and um, I was coming close to 40 years of age, and I'm like, I'm going to either do this now or I'm not going to do it at all. Yeah. And so I've always been the type of person for education and doing things I never thought I could do. And why not? You know, um, obviously, it's uh, you move at your own pace. Um, self-study that kind of thing so uh, but getting after it is totally you're able to do it on your own time and um, you know there's peaks and valleys where you're going to put in a lot of effort and then times where you're like eh, I don't want to do so much so but uh, if you want more out of this and you want to be well-rounded I mean it's it's some of the stuff you might never use but it doesn't you know it's all it's all involved you know in one point or another so 
I want to ask Mindy and Kaylee if they have any uh, recommendation for us as a planner so we can work with them, you know, better, do better service with Mindy as a hairstylist and Kaylee with the venue. Uh, Um, I'll go. Uh, this is Kaylee with uh, Sacred Sands and Joshua Tree, the venue that's on the line. Um, I would say besides what I said earlier about just having couples be more aware of their timelines and have them understand the contract better and have them be really well, like really tuned into their design meaning. Um, I would say another thing that would help is just to get them to understand what the venue provides because a lot of times once my couple already books, even though I feel like I make it super clear in my packages what we're going to provide, I'll still get questions about like, oh, do you guys have this? You guys have that? Or why aren't you providing this? And can you help me with this? And it's stuff that's not really my job. Or it's just things that I've already clearly laid out that I have to explain to them again. So it's almost like, I don't know if this would help because I'm not a, I've only planned my own wedding. So I'm not like a professional planner. But if someone, if their planner or even like a coordinator were to just sit down with a couple and just have like a quick meeting with them, like a Zoom meeting, a phone call, doesn't even have to be an in-person, not even an in-person meeting where they just are clear on what the venue is giving them and that the venue is not giving them anything but that for what they have paid for. And that they're clear on the hours that they're allowed in the venue, when they can load in, when they can load out, all that type of stuff. I feel like that needs to be made more clear so that you're not just getting, because a lot of my couples that I can tell they haven't read my package thoroughly and they're not working with the planner, they'll just keep randomly emailing me questions that they already have the answer to. Okay, I think that's really important. That's why um, we always, like myself, I always try to keep uh, communicating with the vendors and um, I ask my, the couples if they can let me see the contracts. That's why, that way. I know everything that is supposed to be, you know, or when we go to the meetings, so I can see the place, how it is, how they work, what the couple's needs. Yeah, and I like to see the timeline too. Like once the couple has their timeline worked out, I do like to see the timeline just so I know what I'm getting myself into for the day. Since the most venues will stay on site and manage um, while the wedding's going on, we're not like a coordinator of any kind. Like I'm not ushering guests or anything like that, but we're still on site to enforce the noise ordinances and just be there for whatever anyone would need. Thank you, Kaylee. Of course. Yeah, and for me, I mean, pretty much just timeline um, is like probably the most important thing is just to communicate with the beauty team, the timeline um, and just, you know, add us to the email list. If you're emailing, you know, all the vendors, I mean, we're part of the day too. We're actually the, you know, the first part of the day. So it's just important for us to stay on time and we try to do, or I try to do my best to stay on time. But aside from that, I mean, I've had pretty, a pretty good relationship with all the vendors that I've had to, to work with. So, yeah. Thank just you. you. <laughs> I have a question for Mindy. Yeah. Do you always know the hairstyles that they want or do you create it for them? How does that work? Yeah, so um, even if I've done a trial with them, um, I give them up to two styles to try during a trial if they, if they want to try more then um, it's, a, it's another fee, but with their initial fee for a trial, they get two styles. 
Um, but I have had a couple of times where we did a trial, we picked the style, we knew exactly what she wanted. And then the, and then the day of the wedding came, came and she wants something totally different. <laughs> so that happens, you know, and you just go with it. You know, I mean, I would never say, no, you can't. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, you must wear your hair <laughs> a certain way. <laughs> Do you ask them to wear that dress for the trial or at least let you know how the dress is going to be so you um, can have an idea? They usually send me a picture that is important. Um, I've, had, I've had brides bring the dress with them um, and that's optional. Um, I don't ask them to cart it around because sometimes that's a big undertaking or sometimes they don't even have it. Um, the most thing probably is they're going to wear anything in their hair. They're going to wear a veil or a flower crown or anything like that. Um, that's probably the most important thing for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm pretty easygoing. I, I try to be as flexible as possible because they're stressed out the morning of and sometimes they don't know you know, they're going to, sometimes they change their mind or, you know, one of the girls says, oh, you're going to wear your hair like that. That, you know, you should wear your hair like that. And, you know, I, I, I just have to try to be as flexible as possible and just be as prepared as I can, um, and be on time and, you know, just do all those things. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, I try to have as much communication beforehand and, um, That's it. Thank you so much, Mindy. And thank you for, you know, your time and sharing your tips. Yeah, you're welcome. One thing I was going to say, um, something that was like a game changer for me when I was getting into doing bridal hair was um, doing a collaboration um, photo shoot. I don't know what that's going to look like for our future, um, even this year, if, if that's going to be a thing. But um, that got me connected to like that was like the whole start of my network group was doing um, collaborations that to me, it, that's like my favorite thing to do. If I could do collaborative um, photo shoots like all day long, like that would be like my dream because <laughs> it's super creative, but you network with other vendors. And to me, that's just super fun and awesome. And everybody's so supportive, but that's a great way to, to get started and, and kind of get your name out there. Yeah, true. I used to use HoneyBook. Yeah, that's what I use. And I've gotten to Rising Tide and all that. So, yeah. Yeah, Rising Tide's also good. It's a great way to meet other vendors. And a lot of them are looking for the same thing. They just want people to collab with them and do some photo shoots. All of you guys get to share the photos. You mm -hmm. get exposure um, with whoever their future clients are. You're just, it's trading off. So it's a great way to get started in the industry and bring awareness to yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's how I met Elena's daughter. Like she and I are, are really close now and it was on my first photo shoot. So yeah, it's been amazing. She's going to have her own web talk on Monday. Hey. She's going to do her uh, makeup. <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe you guys, uh, Mickey and... Oh, and let me tell you guys something. Kim C was Kaylee's makeup artist for her wedding day oh that's awesome yeah she was awesome loved her <laughs> cool hey, maybe we can invite you guys <laughs> more live webinars if you guys are open with that 
Yeah. You kind of cut out for a second. I couldn't hear you. I don't yeah. know. If, I'm in such a rural area. My internet's terrible. What did you say? Oh, <laughs> uh, I was saying like maybe you know we can invite you guys to to talk on one of our live webinars and share like a seminar like this one, but it's just going to be you guys um, sharing your tips and techniques to our fellow wedding event planning. Meeting. That sounds great. I would love to see a venue tour on camera, like, because I know that a lot of places are doing virtual tours right now anyway. So that would be so cool to, for you to come on and give a tour and then kind of go over what to expect when booking a venue. Yeah, I've been doing video tours a lot lately. And I've just been, actually, like everyone I've been doing them with has an iPhone. <laughs> so I've just been flipping my camera and just doing it with my iPhone via FaceTime because the quality on Zoom, like the, um, the resolution isn't as good. So I always try to do FaceTime first because it makes the venue look way better than Zoom does. Um, so that's what I try to do. And I've just gotten, I've just gotten lucky that everyone has an iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can just have you record a video and then we can play it during the, the meeting. Yeah, I've given the spiel so many times we could totally do that. I actually wanted to make my own virtual video that I was going to edit and write and then like speak about each space because we have various different venue spaces. But we've been remodeling so much and my husband's more of like the DP in our family than me. So I need him to shoot it and he will not stop painting the house. So he won't help me with it. <laughs> so I don't have my virtual um, video yet, but I hope to have it in a couple months. But I can do a live one with you guys for sure. Yeah, we'll test it out. Yeah, or I can do my best at recording it. Yeah. Um, we do have one more person. Linda, did you get your audio working? Maybe. Maybe not. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Maybe would you like to do one of the web docs or the webinars? Mindy? Me? Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, I'd love to. Maybe you can go over the different styles versus uh, <laughs> their dresses that they have and what you would recommend to brides with the specific types of dresses. Sure, that'd be great. A little tutorial, something that's um, an hour or less. <laughs> Since right. that's what you try to do anyways. But <laughs> right. <laughs> Also, though, Mindy, I could see coming from the Midwest, and, uh, that stuff known as that stuff known as snow um, <laughs> with the different climates. I think it'd be kind of cool to have like little different, you know, um, given your hairstyle about, you know, the different climates and how that affects, you know, yeah. if you need to retouch up or what have you, that'd be really helpful. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Being, being near the coast makes a big difference, too. I do mostly beach weddings. So, yeah. Definitely. Also, though, I need to acknowledge you before we depart here tonight based on something you said earlier as far as um, being on the timeline or being aware of what's going on. Um, it doesn't, you know, even like the person that, that, that's blessing the meal or what have you, even if the role is, is just that, they're still, they're still on stage for that moment. And mm -hmm. so I think you bring up a very good point is that we're all there for a purpose. We're all there to work for, as a team. But it doesn't matter how big or small somebody's role is. It's all vital to the day going the way it should. So thank you for sharing that because I think it's, it can become overlooked very quickly, you know. 
because um, everybody has an active role, but obviously it's a, like the domino effect. <laughs> if the day is not going as planned, it's going to continue to go on as it is. So thanks for sharing that. Especially if the day starts at a, a bad note with the hair and makeup. Like if the hair and makeup comes an hour late because they didn't know what time they're supposed to be there, the whole wedding could be ruined. Yeah, that's and something that I'm trying to change in our industry. We have a really bad reputation in the beauty industry of being lazy, being unprofessional, being late, you know, all those things. I mean, I think any creative or anybody in the creative industry has a bad rap of that, <laughs> but especially um, people in the beauty industry. So um, if I bring assistants with me or if I'm training anybody with me, that is like, I'm a stickler on time. Like that's something that I really try to instill in anybody that I'm trying to teach because that's, it's so important. Like you said, it's a domino effect. I mean, it doesn't, it's, it's not about me, you know? Like if I'm running late, well, too bad you don't eat breakfast or whatever, you know, it's like, you're, you're here to serve your bride or your, you know, your clients. So you do whatever you can to, and, and it's just respectful to all you other, you know, all the other vendors too. So, yeah. Well, and, and also the, <laughs> what kind of experience are you looking to create? I mean, is it all bridesmaids? Is it just the bride one to photos? Start? I mean, the, there's so many things that are interwoven into that whole experience on site you know so many things that a bride doesn't know what she doesn't know about her own day you know but to start that off and to have you know like your role is to do like there's so many incremental things that are contingent upon that yeah you know um are they going to eat there where you know where are they going after are they carpooling are they having breakfast is who's getting breakfast i mean there's so many different questions based on just that you know, so I've been a catering service. I've been an Uber service. <laughs> I've been a oh. maid service. I've been a seamstress <laughs> and I love every minute of it. I mean, I, you know, I've had to get up at, you know, four in the morning and like get Starbucks for, you know, 10 people and, you know, make, you know, grandma happy and like wipe tears and make them look pretty. And then they're like, oh shit, like, how are we going to get to the venue? And I'm like, good thing I have a speak. Come on guys. And so I'm like loading people in my car. I've taken somebody's cake to my house because they didn't have a fridge <laughs> at, wow. the, um, at the site to hold the fridge. So I did their hair, I took the, fr took the cake to my house um, drove back to the wedding when they were going to do, I mean, so yeah, I mean, we're not just what we do, you know, we're definitely there. We wear a bunch of different hats and we're, we're there to serve our clients as best we can. And I, I wouldn't have it any other way. I love, like, I thrive on that. I'm like, oh, I can take your cake to my house. Heck yeah. What do you need? <laughs> you need some scissors to cut your dress? Yep. What do you need? Like, that's, I love it. So, and, you know, building that connection with your, when you, when you have a good client, when you have a good bride or couple to work with, like you just want to do that stuff for them, you know? So. Yeah. I think that's somewhere. That we around. Around. <laughs> What's that? More than a client of a friend to work with. Mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Especially as a full service planner, like we've known them for a year or longer like we've already gotten so close. I talk to my brides more than my real friends sometimes. <laughs> <laughs>
it's just uh, uh, from a theater perspective, it, um, it's just so unique and whatnot that the more that, you know, I've been studying that stuff for many years and performing and whatnot. And so from a collaborative aspect, it's like, yes, we're there to do what we're there to do, but it's impossible to do it unless we're doing it together. And um, it, it's just so fascinating. Like the, when you take di the discipline of theater and you apply it to a wedding, you know, it's, everybody's there to, everybody's there to work together. And it's just communication is such a big thing. Um, especially when a bride and groom don't know what they don't know. Um, so to make everybody feel um, important and to make them feel validated and to make them feel special is just, it's such a great feeling because everything is well-rounded and the bride and groom benefit and their families benefit the most. So. Okay. Well, we are just over five o'clock. Um, is anyone here doing anything um, to better their business aside from the social media accounts or any advice that you can give to the newcomers or any, any added questions before we head out? Sure. I can go. <laughs> I'm doing two mailings right now. Um, I, I'm a big guerrilla marketing person, a big word of mouth. I'm very close to people. My longest standing couple is 20 years that I talk to on a couple times a year, if not get together. And so I just sent off, I, I hand write out all my cards and I just did the, my COVID mailing where it's just a very simple mailing uh, with a branded, with a branded card. And all it says is I'm thinking of you, uh, please be strong. It has no mention whatsoever of, hey, if you know of anybody or any of that garbage, it's all about just making sure that they're okay. We're going to weather the storm and we're going to get past things. Uh, my next one that I'm starting right now is all about my achievements that, because uh, I've done Second City and some workshops um, over the past year. So to let them know that they help contribute towards that, you know, that they, that look at what the type of person that they, that they help develop. And um, that's my next one. And that'll be going on in a couple of weeks. Um, other thing, it's um, obviously when we're starting out, it's different than when we've been doing it several years and we have our clientele, but it's um, without, without their business and without them trusting me, I never would have the opportunities to train all over the country. And so, but the thing about it is that it all has to be from a value point of view. It can't be from what I can get point of view. And the minute that they sense that it's like, oh, he's trying to get something from me, all that authenticity goes away. So the more authentic it is, the more real it is. And they'll gladly welcome those messages all day long. But like anything, handwriting all this stuff takes a time. But if they feel something in their heart and it feels great for me to connect with them and make sure that they're recognized, why not? It's totally worth it. Regardless if I get anything out of it, I don't care. They've already given me their business on their one day. Um, and then other ones too, is, is that I have a couple videos to edit right now of uh, couples that just reserve me for their weddings. And what I do is, is that after they reserve me, I ask them, could you share in 30 to 45 seconds on video, why you reserved me? And I've got a couple videos to edit. And usually what I'll do is that after the wedding happens, I'll get a video testimonial and I'll put that as a bumper on the front of the video. So then there's a one minute version and then there's a, you know, another one minute version, but very clear and concise. So it's for Instagram. Um, so got some videos to edit and a lot of uh, handwriting to yet do. So that's really good for reviews. Yeah. I mean, 
people will watch a 30 to 45 second video, especially, I mean, there is a time and place for long winded interview style uh, video testimonials, but nobody will watch them. I'd rather break them up into incremental pieces with specific topics and uh, why somebody reserved me. And then also though, what did they overcome to reserve me? I think are two very important things because if it was budget, if it was location, logistics, parents, who knows what, the more that you ask that and the more that they share that in a short window period of time, the more you can use those as your ammunition if somebody's objection is price or whatever it might be. So you can, you can put those in categories and share them with them in 30 to 45 seconds, which they will watch, you know, because they're short. So um, big advocate of video. Love it. Any other feedback, final questions? We need some more guys on these calls. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying. I know. Uh, <laughs> I know. We, need, we need Manny to come on here. We need Manny. Where's Manny? Oh, yeah. yeah. We'll check in with Manny. Maybe he'll come on next Friday. Um, we do these networking events every Friday. Um, there are a lot of familiar faces, but we always get at least one new one. So it's good to be in them. Thank you for those who have showed up today. I hope you have a great weekend. If you're interested in being in the next one, definitely let us know so we can make sure we get you the Zoom link. Um, and yeah. I want to thank, thank you, uh, say thank you to Mindy and Kaylee for coming today. And uh, Of course, my pleasure. And I will be in contact with you guys about the available dates that the school have for uh, the web talks. That sounds good. All right. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. Have a good night, everyone. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.